You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Looking for a one-stop place to get all application and protection installation done? Versatile Systems has you covered from engineering, design, installation, and training. They maintain deadlines and get you a safe working environment that you can trust in. John McHugh is co-owner and operations manager of Versatile Systems. He has over 20 years of experience in residential, commercial, and set construction. He holds multiple class licenses and has extensive training. He joins us today to share his business journey and how Versatile Systems has made it this far. John, welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. Thank you for having me. Uh, Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you here. I appreciate you coming down from Valencia. Valencia, Yeah, so hopefully that was an easy drive. Perfect. 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 Beautiful. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about the radio show and the CEO peer groups that I lead, then visit our company's website, criticalmass4, spelled F-O-R, business.com, or you can call or text me anytime, within reason, 949-887-4104. John, let's get started. Tell me and our audience a little bit about you. What's your background? Uh, Rick, I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Lived there uh, for the first 30 years of my life and started uh, started my working career there. Uh, literally started from the bottom and worked my way up, as to, so to speak. My wife and I like to laugh about it, but uh, started as a construction laborer uh, in high school. Okay. Um, foreman, you know, uh, superintendent all the way up through the through the ranks. Uh, worked for a long time in the movie industry, building movie sets. Uh, While you're still in Chicago? Yep, yep. Well, I was in Chicago. Wow. Uh, we did a lot of lot of shows there, believe it or not. Chicago's, yeah, I, well, that's true. Now, yeah. I think about TV shows and things I can think of, but I'm sure there's others. Chicago's really, really busy as far as the movie you know, movie hmm. and television industry goes. They're they're doing great. Bring actually. the gong, Paul. Yeah. There's something we... Oh, we have yeah. a gong. Sorry, John. Uh, lazy, loyal <laughs> listeners, you know. There you go. Anytime we have something that we learn uh, that's ah. transferable, we ring the gong. So we right out the, the, right out the yeah. gate, John. Right on. All right, so anyway. So that's actually what brought me out to California. I was working on uh, some uh, some movie and television work and got an opportunity to move to California to uh, expand my career into the mecca, so to speak, in right. Los Angeles. And, you know, did really well here for a long time and, and decided that I wanted to, you know, branch out and, and start my own business. I had two, uh, two young children at home that the movie industry at the time was uh, requiring you to, to travel quite a bit. Sure. And be away Locations from home. Locations. Yeah. yeah. And I had two uh, young boys and didn't really want them to uh, you know abuse right. their mother without Sorry. me there yeah. so i i, I know decided, what young boys can be like yeah they can be rough right very energetic many yeah. times yes yes not always yeah so um so we 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 got an opportunity to start a company with uh with a couple of friends of mine mm-hmm. um in a kind of a related they have a kind of related business to what we were doing and uh, yeah and then next thing you know we're off and running so how long after you came to california were you happy that you relocated was it instantaneous did it take a little bit of time probably on the drive out here really yeah, was, so you, had you been here before uh, yeah to, yeah i've been you know i was coming here off and on a little bit for work um and then um i had an opportunity like i said to actually move here right. move the family here my kids were still you know five and and two at the time so right. it was an easy it was an easy move my what wife, time of the year uh i actually moved here personally came out here in january me too so from was, pittsburgh oh really yeah, yeah. And i wasn't planning to stay i was coming on a vacation but 
Wow. Yeah. Winners in California versus Chicago or Pittsburgh. My right? poor wife was home, you know, shoveling snow in the driveway, and I was calling her from the beach. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I loved it from the very get go. And okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're very very much at home here. Okay. Yeah. So let's continue the conversation. Enough about you. Let's talk about versatile systems. I know what the name says. You give a sense for kind of what you do a little bit, but not really. Tell us what the firm does. So uh, kind of our catchphrase is harnessing lives at heights. So wow. what we do is um, any any employee will say working at uh, a height that could potentially cause them injury by falling, um, we find a solution to, to keep them safe. And that's our job, whether it be on roofs, keeping people safe while cleaning out roof drains, um, do a lot of work with window washing equipment where, you know, we're providing uh, some of the equipment that you see guys in swing stages or, you know, uh, scaffolding that's going down yeah, the side of the building. I didn't know what a swing yeah, stage sorry. was. Is that what it is? Yes. So this piece of scaffold that comes down the building, we, we actually install a lot of the equipment that that attaches to. Okay. Uh, that, so that, that doesn't come with the equipment kind of a thing? Well, th- that's part of the building construction from the very beginning, you know, either retrofit or in the new construction of the okay. building, we would we would put that that equipment in. So, is this all commercial then? It's ninety nine percent commercial because um, of the height. Yeah, what's actually coming up now in California is um, th- even some of the residential buildings now are required to have this equipment on the roof um, for window washing. If the building is forty eight feet tall when they're bu- constructing it, or taller, they're going to be required to provide some b- exterior building maintenance equipment. Which uh, yeah, that's like that's, four stories. Yeah, right? four, essentially four stories. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, not to be morbid, but you don't have to fall from four stories to fall and die. No. You fall, four feet might do it for you. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a shocking little amount of height that you really can fall from that if you're falling correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, what's shocking is in California, and this is our business, um, is trying to keep people safe from, yeah, right. from falling. And you, a lot of, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of companies and, and people don't think about the, the danger that's there. But, you know, almost every single year for the past 15 years or so, about 700 people in the U.S. die at work from falling. Because they're not properly yeah, harnessed or they yeah. don't think they need it. They don't need it. Uh, they've been doing it this way for years, right. uh, you know, the, yeah, on and on. But, it, yeah, about 700 deaths a year um, from falls. Years ago... Okay. I was Paul, Paul had to step out. That's why we didn't ring the gong, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. We will be ringing the gong later when Paul gets back. He had to take an emergency phone call, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my train of thought was when I was a younger man and I was in sales, I worked for a wiring cable company, and a couple weeks out of the year I was in the warehouse because the warehouse manager was on vacation, and I was the youngest guy in the sure. office, and so I was the warehouseman for a week or two. And uh, I remember even on the forklifts, which had to go up three tiers, uh, we had to be strapped in. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would think falling even from that height, with I don't know what that is, but you know that's felt very high to me. We do a lot of that work still. Okay, you know, they call those order pickers, and and we still provide fall protection equipment on that kind of equipment as well. Because you're yeah. falling on the concrete. Yeah. Floor, right? Yeah. Which is very unforgiving. So Calosha, um, the, Calosha has two types of, two requirements. A requirement for the construction industry, another requirement for general industry, which is warehousing and okay. you know, any any other business that's not building new things uh-huh. or demolishing old things. Um, and so the trigger, we call the trigger heights of when a company would be required to provide fall protection for their employees. So in general industry, in the state of California, actually 30 inches, they have to re- protect wow. that le- ledge or they have to somehow provide a fall protection solution for any danger that's 30 inches or taller. Uh, in construction in California, seven and a half feet. Uh, anybody working seven and a half feet on a new building or, w- or new structure that's being built, they have to be tied off, we like to say. Okay. You know. 
So uh, we're talking with John McHugh. He is the co-owner and operations manager for Versatile Systems. I'm just interested in the backstory a bit about Versatile Systems, and we'll be moving on to other life lessons, ladies and gentlemen, in a minute. But we've got a couple minutes on this segment. So um, I, I think the lesson to transfer to the audience, which tend to be business owners, CEOs, and et cetera, executives, is in life, if you're 30 inches off the ground or if you're seven and a half feet cleaning your own gutters in your mm-hmm. house or something, you may want to think about your safety. Absolutely. We see, you know, we like to kind of keep an eye on the news and see these things that are happening and where are we missing, you know, where are we missing? I hate to call it opportunity when you're looking at, you know, people yeah, being hurt or killed. Yeah, right. But um, opportunity to help. To, to help future victims. Yes. You know? Save them from so, that. So, sure. Right. And um, there's so, so much that happens with people cleaning their roofs off, roof gutters, uh, putting up Christmas lights, um, people falling through their skylights on their house. <laughs> oh, yeah, it I'm happens. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry, that's not a funny story, but the image was. Yeah, right. So it's a, it's it's a daily occurrence, right? And uh, even so. if it doesn't kill you, if it does, it can really impair you, especially for business owners and CEOs who are running, who the business needs them. Yeah. You can't afford to be out in the hospital with a broken hip or whatever yeah. might come from a fall of eight, ten feet. Yeah, I was just in a meeting about two weeks ago with a, with a guy, and we're talking about providing fall protection on a building that he's the superintendent on, and he's got a big neck brace on, and I, you know, hey, what was what happened? You know. You, <laughs> Kind of afraid to ask. It's almost like a comedy skit, and right? He fell. He actually fell while he was building his pergola out in his backyard, his shade structure, and he, uh-huh. he fell from a six foot ladder and, and actually cracked a couple of vertebrae in his neck. And yeah, wow. so I mean, in this thing, this is an industry. He's a professional. He knows about fall protection, and he's a fully aware, right. you know, person that's still happening. I'm always fascinated, John, by those moments in time when something happens that is a there's a linger, lingering negative effect, mm-hmm. and if you could just Take the tape back to five minutes before that happened sure. and do something to avoid that. God, I wish I had that. <laughs> right? Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, undo. Undo, undo, undo right. back to right before that right, thing right. happened. All right, well, my engineer is back in the studio, Paul Robertson. He's giving me the time to take a quick break. I'm telling you people, if you're listening to us live, you're not going to be able to get very far because it is a short one. And if you're listening to us a podcast, don't skip us ahead 30 seconds because we're going to be back in that time or less with John. More questions about his business as well as lessons that you can learn from him. So, Stay right tuned. We'll be back in three words. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. See, I told you we'd be back quickly. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, and several hundred former guests' websites whose CEOs have appeared on our radio show. Since we started our show in 2009, we've reached close to 200,000 listeners with our podcast and our live stream. Simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, into your podcasting software to find our podcasts and our weekly interviews with interesting guests like John McHugh. He is the co-owner and the operations manager for Versatile Systems. John, I know we kind of talked in general the service that you provide, but specifically, 
what are the actual things that your company does? So in most cases, um, we're, we're a design-build firm, which means that um, a customer of ours would bring us a problem. Let's say they have a, uh, an employee that's working on their roof, and they don't know how to protect that employee, so they bring us in. We'll do the design of a system for them, come up with a solution, design. Engineering comes into play with that because Kalosha requires most of these fall arrest equipment or fall protection systems to be uh, have calculations, make sure that they're actually going to work mathematically. Mm. Um, so we'd provide that service as well, sell them the equipment, install it, train them how to use it, which is a, a very essential portion of this of this equipment because uh, anything can be used improperly. And, and, uh, Sounds like the weak link. Yeah, it's a, definitely the weak link right. yeah, because we can't be there to watch them use the stuff. Right. Really can't. So, um, you know, and, and then also there's a requirement for inspections every year. So we're, we're providing that service as well. Okay. So we like to call ourselves a turnkey fall protection provider, um, right down from the solution, right down to the end inspections and training. So this is a good thing for employee care and safety. I have to believe it's also a good thing from a business sense to be rated properly by not having many slips, falls, and accidents on the job site, right? Oh, my God. You, that's uh, that's the one thing, actually, that keeps us awake at night, you know, is our own people. Because we are installing this equipment at heights before it's in for the oh other boy. people to like use. test pilots. Yeah. Well, there's not, you know, the reason they're calling us out is there's nothing there for them to use. So now we have to go put that Whoa. stuff in. So we have to then provide a temporary solution for our people to get that work done. Um, and that that is a, a challenge at times to make sure that we can actually do say do it safely. And if we can't do it safely, um, there's no way to not do it safely. We have to come up with a way. Right. And that's a, that's is a definitely a big challenge as and, well. And that's probably part of your value add is your ability to take on those kind of retrofit jobs and do them safely and do them correctly. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's definitely a huge challenge. And it, you know, we, we I, I couldn't sleep at night knowing that one of our employees was killed over something that mm. we asked them to do. And we're putting them in in that kind of danger every single day. Right. The um, there's there's a culture that goes with our company that these guys know um, that there's not one single task or job that we go through that's worth any of their lives or even any of their he- their health their family to us. We care about them deeply. Uh-huh. Um, and if there's not enough time to do the job safely, we're not doing it. You okay. know, or or we're, we're just going to spend more time than we we had to. So relatively, how large is your firm? Uh, we have to, about, uh, right about we hover around twenty employees, okay, including uh, including our office staff. Yeah. So a culture of safety it, it not only needs to be strong in your firm and versatile systems, but I would think a part of what your clients would be asking you to help them with is to leave a piece of that, instill a piece of that in their people. Absolutely, I, you know we try to lead by example. You know, we really do. When we're on the job, we lead by example, and that's what I ask of our people. You know, what kind of credibility do we have if we're there installing fall arrest equipment and we're not being safe? Right. You know, so it's it's uh, it's something that we it's a it's a it's a must amongst our employees that they they take this to heart. And I would know? think that the training is important because you have to train them how to properly cinch up or whatever the right terminology is but then you also have to ensure that they don't get lazy with it and try find and the more comfortable we get the equipment the more you start maybe doing shortcuts i would think i don't know but human nature right you know what what happens is it's only a quick little five minute job up there we're just going to put one i've done a thousand times we're going to do put one screw i just got to put one screw in there it's going to take me 20 minutes longer to 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 connect with the fall rest equipment you know we that's a that's just not acceptable it's just not acceptable it's that that little 20 second screw that made you fall off the roof and not go home to your family that night. Right. So do companies bring you back in occasionally to 
kind of re-emphasize safety? Mo- most of the companies that we work with, um, they're fairly they're fairly larger organizations, um, and we are usually have a lasting relationship with them. Okay. Um, even down to the fact that we do have to come back and do inspections and, and make sure their people continually be tra- are trained. New staff comes in there and require training. Um, so we, we usually um, keep a lasting relationship with, with most of our clients. So I have to ask you, because your business is sort of predicated somewhat on government regulation mm-hmm. and enforcement, uh, how much, are, how static are the safety regulations and how dynamic are they? And do they frequently change, get adjusted? Uh, the... the um Cal OSHA is is really Cal OSHA or federal OSHA is yeah. are the guidelines that we we make a living off of. To quite honestly, right. they're there for a reason. Right. Though, you right. know, those those regulations don't change often. Okay. Um, best practices do though. There's there's some there's a com, there's a a consensus committee called the ANSI standard, which uh, mm-hmm. many of your your audience may be in, uh, familiar with. The ANSI Z three fifty nine is the fall protection standard, and that is updated continuously. You know. Virtually almost every other year, there's some new information coming out, new equipment technology uh, requirements, technology requirements. Uh, so, you know, we follow those in, in order to keep up to date. Not that Calosha doesn't do a good job of or, of updating their requirements, but you, you know how it is with California law or, or even federal law to change right. a law. And these right. are these are laws in the books, and, and it, they don't change easily. Right. So um, we try to really get, can get our clients to follow best practices, which is following the ANSI standard, mm-hmm. not necessarily the Cal OSHA or Fed OSHA standards. I believe in the power of peer learning, and I think experience is a great teacher. So in this case, the experiences of other people who are learning best practices should be widely shared because yeah. they're they're the best practices, right? Absolutely. And, it, and we're not talking. You know, we're talking about saving lives here. We're talking about saving injuries, workers' comp insurance, you know, claims, and, and all kinds of things like that. So m- most of the people that we work with, almost all of them, um, want to want to you know buy by safe practices. They want- do insurance companies come into play with you yeah, at all? occasionally we'll get we have some work that comes from, a lot of it from workers comp uh, organizations where right. they see um, some vulnerability in their cl- in some of the work that their clients are doing and they'll they'll refer us sometimes there's claims mm-hmm. uh, sometimes there's fatalities we've mm-hmm. been involved in numerous fatalities where skylight screens in California are a huge one um, people don't realize that the skylight screens on like a warehouse roof when you send your guy up there to clean the gutters or to clean HVAC you know equipment on the roof right. um, and he steps on a skylight or a lot of times they'll get tired or hot and try to sit sit, on sit down on oh them. my god the, it goes right through know, it right through and there's there's brittle as eggshells and you can you just go right through it so we've been involved in multiple cases where i come up on the roof and there's actually a skylight with a hole in it where a guy went through and crashed to the ground oh and now we're putting on screens over the skylights that were required before the guy fell to the ground you know right. and now we're being reactive in a lot of cases rather than proactive and, and putting those screens on from the very get-go so did this business model attract you at some level is that i mean to be take me to back be, to be honest rick the when 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 i started doing this um i was I, I had a lot of background in home remodeling and and things like that and we were my my wife tara and i were actually thinking of starting a, a kitchen and bathroom business and this okay. is going back like 2007 2008 right before the market crashed so i was just about to open a kitchen and bathroom franchise and then this opportunity came and i'm oh, like well oh. I, you know i can't even tell you you know you talk about divine intervention i was just thinking that somebody's probably, looking out for you yeah boy. i probably would have lost it. we would have lost our home and probably everything that we've ever worked for so right. this opportunity came it was a couple of very close friends of mine that had a business that basically sold the equipment that we install 
Okay. So that's the connection. So I had two business partners, and we started up this company uh, to install that equipment that they were selling. Great. And at the time, I was familiar with the equipment, but um, to say I had a passion for it or anything like I didn't. I, I we just I saw an opportunity, and we we went for it. Okay. Um, and then the passion grew as I learned about as I learned, and right. more and more the the uh, the passion grew. You mm-hmm. know, and now we we love it, and we're we were extremely passionate about it. Right. I would think the testimonials and the differences that you're making in people's lives is is very motivating i would think i i i, I, I like to hear I like that to, voice i like to hope so okay. I, mean, we, I think we make a difference you all know, right that's, you know, and that's, that's, what, that's what we're after all right we're talking with john McHugh, and we're going to take our next commercial break here on critical mass radio show but like the last one these aren't very long ladies and gentlemen so just stick around we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors <laughs> If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. John McHugh is our guest. He is the operations manager as well as one of the co-owners along with your wife, I take it. My beautiful bride, Tara McHugh. Yeah, beautiful. Of Versatile Systems. You know, we love reviews of our show on iTunes. It's a great way for our audience to help others to find the show. And so if you would be so kind as to take a few minutes, go on to iTunes or any of the podcasting uh, software that you use and write a review of our show, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, well, I, I, I need to turn our attention a little bit here, John. Tell our audience about a current challenge. I assume you're facing some challenges. Yes, okay. Rick, I change, face a lot of challenges, okay, actually. Well, you're a business owner. Um, pick one and maybe just share with us the challenge and, and what you and Tara and the team are doing about it. I'll tell you our greatest challenge is um, scaling up. In scaling up, as far as personnel is concerned, we, um, as I mentioned before, you know, there's the company culture. There's that safety element of the company culture, and we really ask our employees to take ownership. You know, to to behave as owners. To so we've gone. You know, we find a lot of people that maybe have a great skill set as far as construction is concerned or other items, um, but maybe don't maybe lack in the in that culture that we're looking for. So um, we we've the, I would tell you that our greatest challenge for sure is manpower and finding those right people to build to help us build our business has it gotten hard here i'm I'm gonna tip my hand my sense is i've heard from my peer group community that it regardless of what discipline they're in it's getting harder and harder to find people 
and in construction especially that's getting really hard to find folks is 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 that making it harder for you or yes uh, the the, uh, the construction industry is is in california is, is through the roof i mean there, there's there you look around and it's great i mean it's a it's a double-edged yes. sword because that's what we need but also uh, everyone's working right especially you know the good people are all working you know so you have to try to lure them away from what they're doing or you know or just finding a needle in a haystack it could be extremely difficult and and uh, it's definitely probably the biggest challenge we are facing right now as a company. Do people come from? Can, have you successfully hired people from outside construction or safety? And because you you met them, or you you, you they, they they could learn or. I, I, I kind of like the model of teaching them because the, the, to find someone that knows our industry, this this fall protection industry, is, is going to be difficult. Seems specialized. It's very, very niche, which is fantastic for yes. us as a business model. Yes. Um, but it also creates challenges because it's hard to find people that know what you're doing. Um, so we find that when we find excellent people, it's much easier to, to teach them to teach them what we do rather than finding people that know what we do and teaching them how to be excellent. Right. Uh, that doesn't work. Yeah. So um, it, when we find really good people, we don't mind to, to try to get that knowledge into their head. I was able to learn it in a short period of time, and, and uh, my wife was as well. And um, everyone that works for us really, you know, they were doing something else at one other time, and, and now, you know, they're fall protection experts. So when you go out to hire, John, are you hiring, I don't want to answer your question for you, but across your 20-plus employees, uh, where would you be hiring? Would it be the installers? Would it be? Yeah, um, it, you know, we 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 have everything from engineering in, engineers to CAD de- designers to installers to laborers. I, I find the the most difficulty really is in the the um, well experienced tradesman, the the guy that you know See, I you can. You're going to say engineer? No, wow. the, the, that seems a little easier actually. Wow, okay. The the, um, the guy that um, that can you can give a set of blueprints to and, and a schedule, and he comes back with a finished product. You you know that that's that's the challenge yeah. yeah so and and we've we have some excellent people right now we're really happy with what we have you right. know but we also want to grow and so, so it's my understanding not to interrupt you but from other clients of mine who are in construction and people who've been on the radio show those skilled trades whether it's in construction or manufacturing there's there is an underlying shortage and it's it's a great career opportunity for the right kind of person Absolutely, absolutely, and we've tried. We've tried to create a great business, a great company to work for. You know, with the benefits that we provide, we try to give a lot back. We really do. We we want the company to provide a great lifestyle for for our people that are are, are helping us provide a lifestyle for our, ourselves. You mm-hmm. know, so um, with a four hundred one k program, excellent health care, uh, you know, pay time off. I mean, we really try to create a really great small business. Right. You know, it's a, it is a mom and pop business, you know, but we try to treat it as though we're a good corporate, you know, a larger corporation that provides a great lifestyle for its employees. I, I, and I applaud you for that. And um, research is suggesting that more and more millennials are preferring to work for smaller organizations because of the impact that they can have in the relationship with the sure. top brass. I mean, there's a lot of comparative advantage to a smaller company to the next generation. My son-in-law is in the solar industry, and uh, he has a four-year degree from uh, San Diego State, as well as certificate program and program management, and he's building a very rich career, uh, starting as a as a solar en- installer, now as an electrician, and as a you know journeyman, and he's moving through the career, and it's uh, I I would suggest to the world that not every kid needs to go to college, uh, that there are really good jobs that 
can be filled and and be a career in construction and manufacturing that if you do the training and put in the time it's a lifetime absolutely absolutely 100 percent agree with you i couldn't agree more we we have a son that's that uh, graduated high school and okay and we, and we were cruising we could have absolutely took him and put him to work immediately I, I really wanted him to have some other life experiences he was not a college uh type of, of okay. young man right. yet hopefully someday that that will come into play uh, but he went to the navy and he's doing fantastic. And when he comes out, you know, he's going to have some some leadership skills, um, understand the chain of command, and, and and all those kind of things. And we're looking forward to him coming back and being a great employee for us. Great. We're talking with John McHugh. I'm talking with John McHugh. We're talking about his company, which he is the co-owner and operations manager of, which is Versible Systems. Um, we talked about a challenge. So let's look back a little bit and reflect painful lesson is there a time that you learned something that you carry with you today but it came through a difficult experience sure sure okay. um you know it seems like almost every other day we have some painful lesson that we learn um we i, I have a tendency to learn everything the hard way okay um i will tell you rick the um the probably the most painful thing that we've learned a lesson about was that we started too aggressively um we started out by taking on a bunch of debt um i wish we would have bootstrapped the business a little bit better in the very beginning why did you have to take on the debt um you know I had, why did you choose to take on the debt uh, at the time i had two business partners that um were able to cash flow the business for us for, you know we went in pretty heavy with too many employees at the time not enough business uh, a big warehouse that we were renting that we did not have the work to support insurances and and just everything else that that uh, those all those costs now uh, we're paying for now right you know so if we didn't have that debt uh, now we'd be in a, in a much happier place but you know what you know we're we're always in the black we're paying it all off and and uh, you know everything's good we're it was a good lesson okay. uh, i was able to teach it to another employee that left to start his own company which we're really proud of. He's working in, uh, out, out down south, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, and he started a, almost an identical company as ours, but learned a lot of those painful lessons that we, without having to actually feel the pain. Right. So it was really cool that uh, that it's, you know, you see your model working, uh, and he made the fixes that needed to be fixed so that he didn't have to feel the pain that we're feeling now. That's interesting, John, because um, when asked by early stage entrepreneurs for advice, I, I my gen- my global advice is, Spend slowly. Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. We did it the ag- exact opposite. And, you know, luckily for us, we survived. Right. You know, we did survive, and we're going to survive. But, you know, it could have it yeah. could have been, you know, if we only would have, you know. But I'm able now to share that with other people, and, um, you know, it, hopefully it provides some benefit for, for others. Cash you know? flow and problems with cash flow, so what I've observed in my peer groups and from talking to business owners uh, a prolonged challenge with cash flow is the most draining experience that business owners have. Absolutely, absolutely. If they're if they're people who don't like to like you know manage their supply base and do all those things that you almost have to do when your cash flow is tight, mm-hmm. just to be able to survive. The best thing I've done. I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead and stop me if I am, but uh, you know, the best thing that we've ever done as a company was I brought my wife in uh, to to be basically the CFO of the company. Paul, uh, Paul, can you ring the gong? That's a teachable moment. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't work for some. I, I don't. Ex- I wouldn't ex- suggest it to everyone. It's not a universal truism. No. Okay. No, it, it works for us. Okay. You know, and uh, she, you know, to be able to to control the spending from a family standpoint, right. rather than someone that I'm paying to do it, and and uh, you know, she's excellent, and and th- her coming into the business. 
took us to a whole other level, quite honestly. Are you project-based or are you retainer? I mean, like, I don't want you to give away any kind of secrets about the no. business, but I can imagine you've got a certain amount of retainer business where it's ongoing training and things like this, and then there's a project, hey, come in, and, you know. 90% of our business is project-based. Okay. We're, we're going after different projects and, and uh, either winning them or not, you right. know, and that, that's that's it. There's a little bit of work that's retainer where we're doing some inspections, ongoing inspections that we have five-year contracts with, with some clients that we do all of their inspections biannually, which is required by Calosha. But for the most part, it's project-based. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to do more retainer business? I mean, is that it? Um, you, you know, of course. You know, of course we would. You know, it's, 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 it's fairly easy. Uh, but then it's it's easy, you right. know. Like I don't necessarily need, you know. Right. Easy is good, but it doesn't uh, right. it doesn't keep my wheels turning, you know. It's just nice when uh, when you have a project base to be able to smooth that out a little bit, sure. and that retainer can sort of Absolutely. give you a floor that you know every month there's not going to be less than yes, whatever you sound that number very is. Much like my my wife, because she's likes the, the inspections okay. are her thing, and okay. and would hope that we could at some point pay all of our overhead with inspection work, yes. and then and then be able to the project base work would would be just the icing on the top of the cake. So is that your big BHAG, your big yeah, audacious sure, sure. goal is going to cover our burn rate with the exactly. with the run rate stuff, and then we're just going to exactly. layer in this profitable right, right. project stuff. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Your front end of the business. Do you go out and get the business because you are, and you have a sales team? Do you get referred in by? How does that work? So a large amount of our co- business comes from referrals. Um, we're fairly well known in the industry now. We've done a pretty good job of, of marketing ourselves and getting ourselves out to market. When you say the industry, because you're in like a bunch of different industries, what industry are you talking? When about? I say the industry, I mean the nichey little industry of, of fall <laughs> protection okay. installation work. Okay. Um, it's a very small market. We do have competitors um, no. across the country. Really? I'm talking a handful. There's a handful of us. Okay. You know, and there's really none close you know so uh, we you know we do um we, we don't have a whole lot of competition quite honestly okay and we f- we don't we feel we don't have any competition to be honest with you so so most of our work comes from referrals um we do bid pro- some projects are out to bid mm-hmm. um so we'll go on some of these bidding websites and, and actually try to bid some of those jobs we don't have as much success in that in that regard we're not trying to be the the cheapest guy out there yeah, I, that's I, hard it's hard to sell value in a proposal RFP thing. It's really it, hard. It's, 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 I don't know how they, I, they have trouble valuing that, equating that. It, you know, I've only got so much time in the day to quote so many projects, right. and uh, those are t- typically on the bottom end of the day. Um, I'm after providing extreme value to our clients mm-hmm. um, who appreciate that value and are not out to get the cheapest. We're talking about, you know, saving, keeping people safe at heights. You know, it's it's not something you want right. to go to Kmart low for. Bid. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, look, I got yeah. my strap at the low bid. I got the cheapest bid. guy, you know, and, <laughs> right. and, and we can't afford to, pro- you know, at that point, you're trying to do something cheap. You're trying to, how, how am I supposed to provide excellent safety for my employees? Employees, give them the right equipment, the right amount of manpower, the right amount of time. If I can't afford it, right. so I need to make sure that I can afford it. And so right. we're not trying to be the cheapest guy. I'm trying to be the best guy. Right, and that's a universal uh, um, that you need to allow your suppliers to make a reasonable amount of profit so they can invest properly in your job. Yes. If you're the type of company that squeezes every supplier down to the last nickel, you should really be careful about what's coming through the door because mm-hmm. they've got to make money. Yeah. Or else they're not going to be in business. And then what do you have? You have a you have a bankrupt supply base, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was in the automotive industry in the part supplying uh, space for a number of years. And at one point, I, if I, I think I have this correct, uh, over 50% of the of the part supply base to the auto industry was financially insolvent 
because the auto industry had pushed prices so far wow. down to get the volumes, and the businesses weren't figuring out how to make money at it. They got this volume. It's almost worse because you got this huge volume, and you're not making any money at it, yeah. but you got this huge volume. Yeah, right? And you're like, oh, my God, every month, look at my reports and this big yeah. volume, and it's a loser. And that's not a good business model. No. We're looking for high, high profit, big jobs, you know, not the other way around. Right. You know? I, there's a lot of high rises going up in Los Angeles and stuff, right? Apartments, et cetera. We're involved in, in a lot of them, believe that's it or gotta not. That's got to be great yeah, then, great right? Because you're looking yeah. at it going, hey, prospect. And, and not only is, I mean, it's it's the law. You know, they have to do something. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So it's the law. So, so and, and the stuff that we do, you know, is not very well known by a lot of the contractors that, you know, we're working for. So um, we have that knowledge and, you know, we provide a good value for that. Right. Because yeah. you do take them from design all the way through to training yeah, at the end. We handle the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. That's yeah. that's great. And and you're you're the size that can really do a good job for people because it's important to you that that job go right. I'm involved and you're in the owner. every single project. I mean, it's from from some standpoint. You know, like I know about everything that's going. There's no project that I don't know about. Yeah, unlikely uh, the phone's going to ring with somebody who wants to talk to you about a job you don't know about. It's highly, highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, yeah. right? Yes. So, I mean, that to me that is so valuable as well because many times I was just at the AT and T store and I'm wondering because they have a bunch of placards on the wall about how important I am, but the experience that I got in that room didn't make me feel that special. Mm. So I'm wondering. Did somebody talk to these people about the signs that are on the wall here? Because yeah, exactly. something is wrong here, yeah. right? You guys should maybe it, walk your talk. It's a scaling issue too. I mean, how do we scale up from this? How do we make? How do we get other people into my shoes yes. to where you know we can provide that kind of value from a, a larger scale? Right. And that's something we've been thinking a lot about. That is a challenge with growth because mm-hmm. you bring in the people in, especially if it's yeah. fast growth, and you got to keep the culture and yeah. keep quality, keep, keep culture. Quality. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take our last commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back with John, one of the first questions I want to get to, or at least something I'll get to in the next segment, is his guiding principle. For those of you that listen to Critical Mass Radio Show, you know I like to ask from time to time the guests of all the things they've learned in business, what's their overarching philosophy or guiding principle? And so John's going to answer that in the next segment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit axpgold.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at axpgold.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. We're dedicating this hour to John McHugh and his company. He's the co-owner and operations manager for Versatile Systems. We've been covering a lot of ground. And I said before the commercial break, I thought it would be 
uh, appropriate to ask you your guiding principle. Of all the things you've learned in business now as a business owner and co-owner, et cetera, is, is there an overarching philosophy or a, a belief system you bring into work every day? Absolutely. I, I think the, the word integrity says it all uh, to me. Um, I, I don't want to ever feel like I don't want to answer a phone call. You know, because oh, I'm afraid yeah. of, of what's going to happen. You know, my word is my word. Um, if if we say we're going to do a job and I become $20,000 upside down on that job, we're finishing it. Um, you know, it's just it, 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 we we live by what we say. And, I, you know, I preach that to the people that work with us, and it's, it is what it is. You know, it's just firm integrity. The stand by your word. You know, and that gets tested, doesn't it? I know, every day, every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I find about because the- you could take the easy way out quite a, quite a few times, you know, and, right. and and we don't. You know, if we say we're going to do something, we do it, it uh, and no matter what the cost is. You know, because the cost is much higher when when you know one of our clients is out on the street telling people that you know we didn't live up to what we said we were going to do. I will never use them again. I'll never use them again. They 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 said they were going to do this, and I got this instead, and yeah. and uh, no, we can't have that. Right? No, I don't. I can't have it in my personal life and i can't okay. have it in my business well because and again it's it it's a smaller industry so you i mean it's not like you can disrupt a number of customer relationships and not have it get around the space it right? will get around very very, very quickly. quickly right yeah. so when we were off air in the studio we were talking a little bit about the realities of business and the, from the aspect of of liability oh so so, yeah, li- you- so um that's another thing that keeps us up at night okay. Rick, thanks for reminding me well the uh, paul brought it up <laughs> <laughs> so uh yes we just actually went through our insurance renewal uh which is always fun we do that in august every okay. single year is it hard to get insurance it's extremely difficult to get insurance it's extremely expensive uh you tell an insurance provider that you know not only are we providing stuff for people to hang off of a building uh, you know but we're going to also put it in and hang off the building you know they <laughs> so uh, we have all the liability for yeah, doing it correctly they don't and it's going to be there forever and you know oh, they they, they don't like that you know they you know and i wouldn't either i don't know that i would insure us you know so right. we have to be extremely cautious with not only workers comp um the installation work that we do has got to be qc'd i mean we've got to know that it's in there correctly it's in there according to our engineering documents we have a stamped engineering for 99 percent of the stuff that we do and if you ever get an engineer to, to draw you up or do some calcs on some things it most of the time it's highly overbuilt right um, but we need it overbuilt for that reason alone right because yeah. it's in harsh environment sunlight the rest of that stuff and it's got to age well it's you know, there's room for oh. installation error. There's room for so we have to be extremely diligent about making sure things are put in correctly. Um, they're put in according to our engineered plans, and uh, you know it's it, it it's definitely. Uh, well, that that feels like one of the advantages of doing business with you because you you do the front end work. You do the own engine. You own the whole. We own it all. Yeah, and so the, for for your clients, that's got to be like. I trust them. They have integrity. They do a good yeah. job, and they're all. I don't have finger pointing. If something went wrong, I'm not calling John. And all of a sudden, there's he's pointing his finger at the design other team. Designer yeah, and, hey, I got yeah, the designs. No. I didn't think it was going to work. But I don't have anyone to point a finger at. Right. You know, you it's, it. it's it's us. Yeah. So, and I don't even have anyone to point a finger at in my own business. That all comes to me. So, congratulations. Um, we, yeah, it's great. So the liability part, portion of the business is actually probably what keeps us keeps us in business because there's a lot of companies that just don't want to. They don't want to have that liability, and I don't blame them. Right. Yeah. So, congratulations on being able to get insured. Thank you. And whatever, whatever the insurance company is that's covering you, thank. I'm glad they're betting on you as an entrepreneur. They, they, they are, and they're getting paid for their for their well, yeah. for their vulnerability. Hey, you're rated, man. You yeah. got to go with the, you know, yeah. the ratings because yeah. you're doing some of the most high risk stuff. 
Right? Yeah. I mean, roofers be. and people that are up high. I mean, this is all. I don't want to talk too much. I don't want them listening to okay, this. Okay, don't listen. It's great. You're great. No. That, that and this. I drove by a tree trimmer who had one of those wood chippers. Sure. Oh, my. And I came up behind it. And you just look. There's no guard on that thing. And there's just yeah. a gnarly device in there. That's, oh, my goodness. Actually, what we do is probably worse. You know, it just doesn't look. It just doesn't look. Nice. It just doesn't look just as bad. Worse, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't look as bad. Well, yeah. I uh, okay. So I've looked at high rises and window cleaners that are way up. I, I'm not a big fan of heights. Mm-hmm. You? Do you like heights? You know, I, I respect heights. Okay. Yeah. I'm not comfortable at height. I'm. I'm fairly. I'm just comfortable enough to. Well, you to should know. My, hey, I'm strapped in. I'm done. safe. This yeah. is all good, right? Yeah. yeah. But for me, even now, as, especially as I get older, just getting up, even on ladders around the house, I'm a little bit sensitive to. Sure. Hey, I'm up off the ground that's here a, good, a little bit. That's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. God, I think that you you had that in, instilled in you for a reason. Yeah, I think it's yeah. survival. Yeah. Frankly. Exactly. Okay. Running John, from a tiger. Yeah. John McHugh, we have about four minutes left here on this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. Talk to me about the future. What's your opportunity for growth where do you see the business going i mean it this is a growing market like i said you know with osha regulations and they're getting much more stringent with all the deaths that we have every year so um the requirements are becoming much more stringent on new construction you know a lot of our existing clients their insurance providers are not putting up with them not working safely anymore so um you know all of the insurance with the insurance insurance requirements and osha regulations um it's just it's just a it's a it's a just a a brand new industry that we're, we're in and it, we're really happy with with the growth and what we're looking at in the future can you do it in your existing dma do, you, do can you can you take the business where you and your wife want to take it by still servicing the same geography or do you see a need to kind of expand outside you know we, we do cover a, a big piece of the west coast okay. um, we cover all of california for the most part so we have a lot of work in san diego we have a lot of work in up in san francisco in the bay area these are all places that yeah, are yeah and, and and right now rick we've got so much and there's so much opportunity just in california alone that you know we, we're working on licenses in other states right now but it's it's not a necessity at this point and i don't see that we have five six years of growth with probably without leaving california wow yeah well one of my clients i was having lunch with him today and he said that he had seen that california is now the sixth largest economy in the world it passed france as it used to be seventh mm-hmm. and we moved ahead of france so i mean to think that this state is bigger than look all at the tra- look at the four hundred five leaving here going oh. north. I mean, there's this. What are you a, trying to say? That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Just trying to rub it in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. There's an amazing amount of people here and uh, amazing amount of business, and it's. I I just see a humongous growth in California by itself. Right, and I was um, I was talking to another client of mine today who was saying that here in Southern here in Orange County, the Irvine Company, which is a large property, we owner, know Irvine, yeah. Okay, they're building a lot of apart- a lot of apartments because the millennials, whatever, there's the demand for it, and they're all high rise. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, all, we we have work on all of those buildings. For, oh, I mean, you do? I, we have opportunity on all of those buildings. Okay, because yeah. there's yeah. quite a few coming up here, and every time one gets finished off, they top off and start another, another one. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So it's, you got I love it when I talk to an entrepreneur who has some level of demographics working for them, where there's macroeconomic things that are going to help them. Yeah. And it, it's subtle, but in some ways it benefits your industry too because the builders yeah. are building properties that require safety features and window washers and things like that. Yeah, it's, okay. it's fantastic. I love California. Okay, so if someone would like to learn more about Versatile Systems, how do they find you online? Uh, they can go to our website. Uh, it's versatilesystems.com. 
uh, com or Verfall Pro, versitalefallprotection.com. Uh, visit us on Twitter at, Verfall, at Verfall Pro. Uh, you can see us on Facebook, Versatile Systems. Uh, pretty easy to find. Yeah. Any YouTube videos? Uh, there's some YouTube. You could see me on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I would do think a little that, training. That would be, yeah, that would I have be some a... training videos on yeah. YouTube. You can find us pretty easy there. Just yeah. Versatile Systems, yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed this. Thanks for... I did too, Rick. Thank you for having me. A friend of the community, yeah. uh, part of the radio show. This is great. Yeah, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Fun. All right. If you're listening to us on the stream on octalkradio.net, now it's time to get up, refresh whatever you drink, maybe, you know, whatever else you need to do. And if you come back in about 10 minutes, if you're listening to us live, we're going to do another show from 4 to 5 p.m. We have two guests. The first guest is Randy Chang. He is a well-respected golf pro that he teaches here at Talega here in Orange County. And I'm interested to have him on the show to talk about the business of being a, prof- a golf pro and golf instruction. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in about 10 minutes here on octalkradio.net. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.